welcome everyone to Skin Connections, the podcast. I am your host, Gay Wardle. In Skin Connection, I interview some of the most amazing thought leaders, influencers and educators in our industry and talk to them about everything skin and science. From your Beauty Expo keynote speaker, educational webinar host, to even your aesthetic technology educator, Lashana's 13-year career started as a therapist working in day spas, medispas, laser clinics, and with doctors before moving into the training and education space. A previous training and education manager, Lashana played an integral role in developing and delivering industry-leading education programs for prominent aesthetic technology across Australia and New Zealand. Lashana's latest role, Brand Coordinator for Gay Wardle Education and Butane Industry, has seen her combine her two passions, education and resource creation. Throughout her diverse career, Lashana realised that therapists were not equipped with all the tools they needed to confidently and effectively deliver treatments. Lashana now pairs her clinical expertise, deep understanding of our industry and creative flair to build learning resources for therapists like never before. Known across the industry for her infectious enthusiasm and signature bold fit, Lashana shares with us her career highlights, her passion for technology, and what excites her most about the future of the industry. Welcome, Lashana. Hello, how are you? (laughs) Amazing and so good to talk to you. Oh, I'm I'm so so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited (laughs) to share this podcast with you. Oh, me too. Okay, so let's get started, shall we? Yes. (laughs) So, Lashana, what got you started in the beauty industry? What was your passion? Why did you get into this industry? When I got into this industry, it was very much by accident. So I actually left high school, you know, graduated VCE, did all the things um, you're supposed to do, signed up for uni, and I was doing a Bachelor of Health Science and Nutrition. I was so sure that's what I wanted to do. Um, But as a teenager, I had grown up with very bad skin. I was very breakout prone. Um, I had a lot of acne and a lot of congestion. And I'd kind of tried everything on the supermarket shelves, the chemist shelves. Um, So, you know, you're getting to uni and everyone tells you by the time you're 18, your acne will stop. And that wasn't the case. Um, so I started going to a, um, a salon in my local area that offered Environ facials. And the minute I started on proper skincare and started getting facials, my skin started clearing up. And it was halfway through my bachelor degree that I went, you know what, I want to do that instead. <laughs> so I completely changed Um, changed what I wanted to do. I remember I left an exam for uni and went straight to Ellie Lucas to try my uniform on. So I was very much set on taking the beauty route. Um, And it was very quick that I discovered I had a real big passion for skin. So that from personal experience was obviously my thing. I always loved treating things like rosacea and acne and pigmentation. Um, So even when I was working in day spas, when I got my start, I very much 
filled my days with facials very quickly and was very good at the retail end of things. And it was very quick that I would, I kind of said to myself, I don't know if I want to massage anymore. I think I want to focus on skin and skin health. And that kind of led me straight to working um, in laser clinics and then for Dr. Gavin Chan and, and then eventually going into education all around technology and aesthetics and skin. But it all started from personal experience and knowing the frustrations around my own skin and the journey and the trials and tribulations that my own skin had been giving me. So it very much came from just wanting to do something for myself and then branching that out into wanting to do it for other people. That's amazing. Do you know, I find that people that have had skin issues are always very passionate about trying to help and and they're always on a learning path as well and what I could do to actually correct my skin condition so I can help other people and I think it's amazing when you know not that you've had that history of bad skin but that passion came from you understanding and living it as well like you know waking up every day and looking at your skin and um, that you know that can create so many changes within yourself that can um, make it worse in lots of ways so that's amazing and I love to hear that journey. So you said that, you know, you, know, you thought technology was your thing and you wanted to get advanced to that. What was your defining moment in life where you were like, yep, skin and technology are my thing, apart from what your own experiences were? I think for me it very much started, I started my career pretty much in salons and then in Dota. So it was very relaxation, touchy-feely, massage, etc. And I remember going to product trainings for the likes of Dermalogica and just going to those sessions with that first kind of fire under my bum where I was like, yep, this is exciting. I want to know more ingredients. I want to know more, 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 more. And then once I started to kind of hit the ceiling there where, you know, going as far as I could go, as far as the touchy feely relaxation side of things and the ingredient side of things, it was very much, okay, what's the next step? And then once I got introduced to technology for some reason, for me, it always just made sense. Um, I remember doing my, you know, laser qualifications and things like that. And when they talked to me about wavelengths, for some reason, it would just click. And it's just always made sense to me. Like when someone says 532 nanometers, I'm like, yep, pigmentation, melanin, blah, blah, blah. I can kind of translate that to any piece of technology. So for me, not only was it a passion, I was like, yep, I want to know more and I want to go further, but it was just something that always made clear sense to me. Ingredients I'm pretty good at, but it's kind of, it takes a lot more brain power for me. And I'm always so envious of the people that are skin intellectuals and know ingredients and know how they convert in the skin. Um, I always admire people like that. And for me, it's always been technology. It's always just kind of made sense to me. And going from, you know, basic facials to being able to eliminate pigment with um, an IPL or a laser or be able to remove someone's tattoo that they've looked at for years and hated it's just always been that big passion of mine with technology and especially around skin. Like, as you said, 
once you've had that personal experience, whether it's in yourself or if you've had a family member that's had skin struggles or a, a child or something in your life where you've kind of wanted to help someone because you understand how much that skin concern can impact their life, um, the, the passion kind of comes from there and the drive comes from there. And then once you start figuring out, oh, this piece of technology is actually amazing for that skin concern, it just, it's a snowball. It just kind of goes and builds from there. And then you just want to know more and more and more, and then you learn more and more and more. And then it, it's never ending in this industry. I think the growth that we've seen in our industry and in even the last couple of years has been incredible. I remember when shellac was invented and <laughs> came out, it was revolutionary. So I, I think that kind of speaks to what our industry is like, where it's just forever evolving and growing. And I think if you're passionate in one area, whether it's waxing, lashes, um, nails, skin, hair, whatever it might be, there's always that next tier up and there's always that that snowball effect of passion and learning. So for me, it was always about technology and skin and that's just something that always made sense to me and something that I always wanted to do. I love listening to your, um, <laughs> you've had a great journey in this career so, so far and really let's look at it. You're only really just in the beginning of it because you're so, you're still very, very young and you've got so much more to do and a long way to go in this industry. You know, I think what you said about passion is really important. We need to have a passion and understand, you know, what you said with um, skin conditions and, and understanding that and, and how ingredients work, but we need to be able to combine that with technology as well. So, you know, when you can do all of those things, I think that creates an incredible environment. And let's face it, you know, when we can change someone's life, like we do with um, the treatments that we do and with technology, it's so fulfilling. So, you know, changing lives for people that you've worked with on the skin, but you are such a, a great person changing lives with therapists as well. So how did you become an educator? Ah, <laughs> oh, it was another one of those ceilings that I hit, I think. Um, so I was working for an amazing clinic called VC Dermal Clinics. Um, and I became their in-house educator. And a big role in that was not only educating the staff around their clinics, but it was also creating resources and blogs. And we were setting up an intranet at the time. Um, I had had uh, my second knee surgery and I remember I didn't want to stop working. I said to them, I will happily do the drafts for the website and I will happily do the blogs while I'm sitting there with my knee up. And I did. So I was very much into gathering information, delivering that information, making sure that policies and procedures were all exactly the same. I'm a stickler for policies and procedures. If anyone has met me, they know that. Um, but for me, I found that role really fulfilling and I was like, how do I do that full time? KPIs and sales and things were never my bag. Um, Obviously, you have to do them. You're working in a clinic and as a manager, it's like, well, I've got to enforce them. But it was just never really my thing. Whereas the education side of things was just, I, I was all about it. So I actually had the other <laughs> training um, educator in VC Dermal Clinics move on to an education role. And when she moved on, she said to me, look, they are looking for more people if you're interested. 
And so I interviewed and I got the job. So um, I kind of fell into it a little bit. I didn't know what that role was going to entail. Um, And not long into that role as an educator, I became the training and education manager, which meant I was responsible for not only Um, the girls and my team and um, obviously my own education you know I'd still have my own students day to day but I was also then responsible for all of the materials and everything that went out as well so all of the resources the presentations all of the training programs were now under me and I loved every second of it I think after being on the floor and um, treating all the clients that I had. It's not that I got bored of it, but sitting on the on at a computer just became exciting. And it's so weird to say, you know, no one ever thinks sitting in front of a computer is ever exciting. It's the most boring job ever, but I loved it. Um, I would sit there and make PowerPoint presentations and research and figure out, you know, what do we need to add to our consultation forms to make sure that they're absolutely up to date and absolutely, you know, let's make sure that, you know, this contraindication of the fat freezing's in every single little piece of information and let's make our booklets, you know, they used to be paper booklets and look really bland and I'm like, no, they need to be visual, they need to be exciting, therapists are visual So that part of my role became really exciting as well. So not only was I traveling around and delivering these amazing education programs, but I was also responsible for doing all of the resources and everything as well, which was just so amazing. Um, Educating is such a different ballpark. And especially when you're teaching something like technology, because you have students that are very nervous, maybe they've seen the treatment online, maybe they've heard of the salon down the road doing it, but they very much would come in very nervous Nellies and the, the best part of my job was making sure that they left really excited to do that treatment in their own clinic and get the investment back from a piece of technology. Because as we know, technology isn't cheap. If you get decent technology for your salon, it's, it's an investment, it's an outlay and, you know, giving business owners the confidence and the power to go back into their clinic and say, we're going to kick butt with this piece of technology and it's going to be perfect for my business and I'm going to get that investment back. So I kind of fell into it, but it became a very big passion and and love of mine. There's just a few things that you talked about then that were just like amazing. Like number one, I know firsthand how incredibly amazing, clever you are at, you know, putting together resources. You know, you really are, an expert in that field and um, the work that you do is um, super amazing uh, that I've already seen. There was you know, one thing that you said about people coming to an educational class and then going home or going back to their clinics and being able to put that into practice. An educator to me, a top educator is someone that can actually do that because you see a lot of people that go to classes and then they walk out of the classroom and everything that they've learned or listened to has kind of gone out the window so to be able to get someone to retain that is pretty incredible pretty special I just want to ask you what was one thing or one moment where you were teaching someone that just gave you such a great sense of pride of the work that you were doing that you changed how they were going to go and do something have you got a a moment that you can think about that was just 
amazing that this person came in, they had no idea how to do something, but they walked out feeling incredibly confident. Oh, I've, I, I have a couple rolling around in my head. The biggest day-to-day one I'd seen was always tattoo removal. Always, always, always. People came in and, excuse my colourful language, but they would come in shitting themselves. They would have seen tattoo removal being done online and they'd hear the snapping and they'd see the white frosting skin. And I remember I, I would get staff members especially coming in going, my boss bought this piece of technology and I'm so scared and I have no idea what I'm doing. And the biggest rewarding thing for me was going, you know what, it's actually one of the easiest treatments to perform and having their face go, really? (laughs) You know, you're really hard pressed. You've got to do something pretty spectacular with a Q-switch laser to get it wrong. I mean, it can happen, but it would just ease their nerves. And most of the time they would start doing it and they wouldn't want to hand the handpiece over to the next student. They'd be like, oh, come on, I want to keep going. (laughs) It's so rewarding seeing that tattoo frost. Um, So that was probably one of my favourite classes to run um, simply because everyone would always come in very nervous and leave wanting to do more and trying to pin people down. I, my students would always look at one another going, have you got any tattoos you don't want anymore? <laughs> so that, it, it was a really fun class. The one that's probably the most rewarding and the one where I kind of felt like I did an amazing job I went out to see a client in Adelaide and they'll know who they are. Hi, (laughs) Um, if you're listening. Um, They were currently going through quite a big battle with their previous machine supplier. They had had a really bad run of it. And when I got there, I could see that they were very upset, defensive. They were very nervous. They didn't know what to expect from the day. They'd been burnt before. So they kind of thought all technology companies and everyone that works for a technology company is, you know, evil and, but I need this piece of technology in my clinic. By halfway through the day, she'd kind of eased up a little bit and we were getting, you know, the most out of the class and she was starting to warm and open up. And at the end of the day, I I kind of said to her, you know, is there anything else I can do for you? What, what's going on? And she opened up about what she had been going through and she was, you know, very vulnerable in that and saying, you know, I've had a really bad experience. This piece of technology has not only, you know, caused a lot of stress for me, but she said as a business owner, you never want your clients walking away with um, bad results or no results or, you know, feeling like they can't trust you anymore. And I'd spent, I think, three days at her clinic. And by the end of it, she was absolutely beaming. And I remember giving her a big hug before I left and nervous, vulnerable person turned into this absolutely beaming, excited person that was so ready to have that new piece of technology and kind of forget all the past stuff and move on to something newer and better. And I remember her saying to me, how do I tell my clients that I'm changing technology? I'm like, it's the same as upgrading your iPhone. You know, it's bigger, better. You don't have to tell them everything that you've been through. You can just say to them, hey, treatment's becoming popular. I decided to upgrade. This is the upgrade, you know, let, let's go. So um, I think it was really, not only was it rewarding helping people that were just nervous about the treatment, but 
helping people that had had a bad experience with technology before, even clients that had been, you know, as, as a client, you know, my client being a therapist as a client for themselves going out and getting a treatment who had been burnt before I, I dealt with clients that had had freezer burns before from um, a cryo, like a fat freezing treatment. And they would come into class being like, I don't like this treatment. I'm nervous. I hate it. And then explaining to them why that happened and how to prevent it and giving them that confidence in the treatment back. That's probably been the most rewarding for anyone that had had a bad experience before. That's amazing. Do you know what actually would have happened from that? Like you, you were able to change that person's business around. But think of the amazing, all the people that she has been able to help. And that's all because of that one time that she, or those days that she spent with you, that's incredible. And that's amazing when you think that you can do that to a business and then they can actually go and help literally hundreds of people from that experience. Absolutely. It's, I, and I've said this to Tamara before, we are glitter sprinklers, you know, we sprinkle glitter on you know, therapists with technology and then they get to sprinkle their glitter onwards. And it's just this, this effect of, it's almost like a butterfly effect almost, you know, we get to make other people feel good, which then make other people feel good, then make other people feel good. And it just keeps going from there. Absolutely. I love that. Sprinklers. I love that. That's a great analogy. So I'm very, very lucky to have you um, as a brand coordinator and you're also a brand coordinator for Tamara Reed at Butte Industry. Um, what do you love about being a brand coordinator? I know what I love having you. <laughs> part, of, part of what my team and what's happening with me, I love that. But what do you love about being a brand coordinator? Again, it was one of those things I kind of fell into when I was doing educating um, and I obviously had all those resources and everything that were now thrust upon me in my role, which I loved. Um, I decided to do a small certificate in business administration. So it was very much how to use PowerPoint effectively and how to use Word effectively and um, how to liaise with partners and how to invoice, et cetera. And they were skills that I just wanted to make sure I had down pat as part of my role. So it was just a little extra for me. Um, And once again, when I was in my education role, I found myself wanting to be at the computer more. I had always been a tech savvy person. I was always that kid that was on paint shop pro on the weekends when we had, you know, our big bulky IBM computer, I'm aging myself. Um, And for me playing on the computer and being, you know, up to date with everything IT had always just kind of come naturally. I've got a very tech savvy family as well. They're they're pretty good. My brother is a web developer, so um, it just kind of runs naturally. But When I found myself creating those resources, once again, I found myself always wanting to level up. I think, you know, the term is high achiever. (laughs) I've always been one of those people that the top isn't enough. You always want to grow and grow and grow and learn more and more and more. And I found now that I was, you know, I, I had the scope and the ability to figure out how to develop resources, how to develop education programs. It kind of, once again, snowballed from there. Um, 
what I love being about, uh, about being a brand coordinator is I get to not only liaise with different um, brands and partners and not only learn so much more about the industry that I never knew, um, but I also get to develop, once again, amazing resources and create conversations around the industry. And I get to talk about the things that most therapists and business owners they want to talk about, but they don't know how they, I would find when I was an educator, I'd go into businesses and the, probably the, the one biggest thing that we would get asked is how do I do a consultation? And as most of us know, it's bread and butter. You know, that's something we do all day, every day is consult with people and talk to them about their skin issues and what brings them here today. And there is a bit of an art to that. So having the ability to go, you know what, let's make a handbook. Let's, let's teach people how to consult. Let's, you know, go back to basics and really strip it down. That stuff is really exciting to me and I love being able to do that. But on top of that, the, the big selfish reason is I just like to learn more for myself. You know, <laughs> you would know um, I'm currently in the process of developing new education programs and that for me is fun and exciting and you'll catch me at my desk tapping my feet and, you know, getting all excited because it's just something that I love to do. Um, and being a brand coordinator has so many little legs and it spans out into so many different things that for someone like me I don't think I'll ever get bored which is <laughs> is necessary but for I, I do genuinely love sitting in front of a computer I love being able to help people with the nitty-gritty of their business and of their education and what they need to grow and succeed and I love being a part of those conversations that can also help and inspire people as well which you do and obviously Tamara does very very well and it's just so exciting to be a part of it. I'm very 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 blessed to have you on working with us like the educational platform the LMS that you've built and um, has been nothing short of amazing and incredible and the feedback that we're getting from people saying you know they've never seen anything to this caliber before it's incredible so oh, I love um, it your your IT skills are amazing <laughs> and that's just something that blows me away because that's just probably you know I sit in front of a computer I think okay which button am I going to press <laughs> when it comes to that stuff but you know high achiever you said you were and that you definitely are and um I think you know what you're bringing to the industry through being involved with myself and with Tamara is incredible and I thank you for that thank you oh I love it I'm one of those people you put a task in front of me I'm like okay I'll give it a go if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out um and I've just been very fortunate that it has and um you know, I'm a high achiever, but I also have imposter syndrome, by the way. I am very much, I don't think I belong here. <laughs> um, I'm just someone that will just take on any challenge. And sometimes you just have to, you just have to put yourself out there. And whether you're lacking confidence, which trust me, I do, um, or not, sometimes you just have to take that that leap of faith and go, you know what, let's give it a go. And if, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You know, you it just, it doesn't work out and you go, you know what, I tried. And at least you can tick that, that box off. So don't worry. I'm certainly not the most confident person in the world. I, I, I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. 
<laughs> but sometimes you just have to go with your gut and you know take it on believe in yourself you can you can absolutely do it and it, that's how I got into the role that I I am now yeah I think believing in yourself as well and you're taking those those risks however high those risks are that's how you change things and people that don't take those risks they'll never change anything so I think that's incredible like I know that you're in the middle of doing uh, building a consultation um, program for for um, the gay world education platform and what I've seen about like it's just amazing like I think (laughs) wow look at this I'll wait until it's finished Just um, the technology. I know that you're very passionate about technology. Um, you know, I have a favourite piece that I love that I couldn't live without. What's yours? Oh, I think mine's the same as yours. It's LED. LED is <laughs> phenomenal and I want one for my house. Um, secondary to that, you know what? It's skin needling. The results and the changes I have seen from skin needling have been second to none. And it is just one of those, again, fairly simple procedures to perform, but what it does for the skin, what it can do for scarring, what it can do for PIH, what it can do for tightening. Oh my God. It is just an incredible piece of technology. It is it doesn't need to be pushed too far. I think that's where we see the most amount of hiccups with skin needling is people thinking it needs to be, you know, blood everywhere and let's throw a peel on top of it. And it so doesn't need to be that. It's amazing all on its little lonesome. Um, And the same for LED. I think people sell it short. I know when I explained it to my partner, he goes, but you're laying under a light ta-da like (laughs) boo he didn't think it did anything and then I've shown him obviously I fell over um, and cut my hand very deeply um, when I had just started working in laser Um, and not to gross people out but it went down to fat it was a a decent cut Um, and they didn't stitch it for me and so I stuck my hand under LED every day and managed to get it closed up in about a week and a half. Mm. Whereas they told me they'd have to butterfly clip it for three weeks, four weeks, and I'd have to go back to the doctors every second day. So um, I know exactly what LED can do. And I've seen it work on acne, scarring. I remember not too far into my education days, I had a client call me for no other reason other than to tell me that she had an older client that was seeing her for eyebrows and they had fallen. And this was an 80 year old woman. They had fallen and hurt their knee quite badly and they couldn't bend it. They couldn't do anything. They could barely walk. So when they came into the clinic limping, as she was doing her eyebrows, she threw the near infrared LED over her legs and just had it going while she was doing a 15 minute brow wax And this client came in the next time and loved the results so much that she paid for another session. And after two sessions, she went back to her doctor and was able to kneel after not being able to bend her leg, which was just incredible. And this client rang us just to tell us this. She didn't want anything else. She just said, I have to tell you what LED has done for this client. You know, if you think of a sunflower following the sun, if you think of um, SADS or seasonal depression, how much light can affect our cells and our mood and photosynthesis. We need light for our cells to survive and for them to 
action and do the things that they should be doing. So yes, you're just laying under a light, but that light is extremely targeted. It's powerful and it does a whole array of amazing things. So LED and skin needling are probably at, at, at the very, very top of, of my list of amazing pieces of technology. Well, we're thinking alike right there because I <laughs> totally love needling and I totally agree with what you said. You don't have to have the skin bleeding. You don't have, yes. to, have to push it to that degree. You know, like you don't have to throw an acid on it to get the no. results. You know, it's incredible. And, and one thing that you did mention then was um, utilising, you know, like when you've got someone coming in having a treatment, utilising an LED for an, another part of their body. It's incredible. Yeah. I think if we kind of think outside the square, you know, it's, it's an area that we can probably develop and grow our business as well. And when people learn to understand what it does, then you do get that amazing repeat business. Absolutely. It's so important whenever you introduce any piece of technology, and I'm going back to being an educator here, but <laughs> when you introduce any piece of technology, you need to understand what it does wholeheartedly because then that gives you the scope to think outside of the square. Otherwise, you will get buttoned down into LED is only for when I do peels or LED is only for when I do a facial. You know, you need to go, well, hang on. I've got a green wavelength and this person's coming to me with pigment from a scar on their knee. You know what? I'm going to throw the green LED on their knee. You know, it, sometimes it does take understanding it wholeheartedly and that does take time. Sometimes you're not going to understand everything straight away. Um, but if you do invest in a piece of technology, learn it, understand it, test it out, learn by doing. I mean, what's the worst thing you're going to do with an LED? You're just going to have given someone a free LED treatment that's, you know, not done much because you've, you know, accidentally used blue instead of red. Oh, well, you know, learn by doing, um, get family and friends in there, test it out, test it out on yourself. Um, and it doesn't have to be so hard hitting. It doesn't have to be Kim K's face bleeding from a PRP treatment. <laughs> I love listening to you as an educator. Love it. <laughs> oh, careful. I could talk all day. We'll still be here at 4 p.m. <laughs> I lose that space. What is your very favorite client story? I know we've heard one already that you helped with the clinic in Adelaide. What's mm -hmm. another, what's a client that you've worked with that has given you so much gratitude? Oh, that would be, I, and I, anytime anyone asks me this, I always go back to the same type of clientele, which is those that may be transitioning from a female to a male or male to a female. I always found them the most insightful, um, the most realistic with their goals as well, which is sometimes hard to find for social media out there now. Um, but one of my absolute favorites was I had a client that was transitioning from a female to a male and out of desperation, they had gone and gotten um, their chest removed in Thailand. So they went and got a mastectomy up there. Part of that and the cheap service that they had meant that their scars were done way too tight. And when they've obviously started healing and moving their body, their scars stretched to a good probably three, four centimetres in wow. width um, and were very hypertrophic to a point where I actually had to get a fellow staff member in there so that we could both diagnose and absolutely make sure it wasn't a keloid. It, it was just that far stretched and it was dark purple pink and 
it was very disappointing for this client because they had obviously gone and gotten the mastectomy thinking that they would be able to go onto the beach finally and they were going to be able to have their shirt off or wear a singlet like a male should and they weren't able to do that. So they were very disheartened and obviously scar revision wasn't an option. They would have had to have a skin graft of some kind because with a scar revision, usually you cut the scar out and re-sew it was already too tight, too much skin had already been removed. So that wasn't really an option for them. So it was going to cost them thousands um, to get it all fixed and sorted out. And then obviously taking skin from somewhere else and you're left with a scar elsewhere. It just, it, it was a bad idea. So I said to them, look, let's give skin needling a go. Mike, what I explained what it would do and how it would relax the scar tissue and soften it. If nothing else, I made no promises. Um, I didn't want to overexcite them. I said, you know, this should relax it, soften it. The color may change. I can't guarantee that the scar will, will go away or that we'll get it flat. They were cool with it. They were like, sure, no worries. Let's do a few sessions. So we signed them up and Honestly, in two or three sessions, I had it flat and I was blown away and I wasn't doing anything crazy being scar tissue. Scar tissue can often bleed a lot. So the first sessions were very bloody and very, very messy. And I think I was only on a one or a 1.5 millimeter depth. Um, And they were fantastic and they got almost addicted. You know, I'd see them every eight weeks and they kept saying to me, can I come in earlier? I'm like, no, no, it's your body. You need to wait. And we obviously kept pushing the sessions out further and further so that collagen and elastin could reproduce. And by the end of it, they were not only skin color, but they were flat and they were barely visible. And I was blown away. And so were they. I think we ended up doing 10 sessions in total. Um, So they'd paid for a package and I think with a package discount, it only came to $2,000. So for a fraction of what they were going to pay in surgery costs, we had it flat, we had it skin colored. And as we know with skin needling, they would likely see further improvement over the year. So not only did we finish the 10 sessions and it took you know a good 18 months or so to do, But I said, leave it, leave it alone. Let's wait a year. Let's see how we go. um, And let's see what improvement you get over the year. And they happily reported they were able to go to the beach with their top off and they were going to the gym and they, it, it changed their life. They finally kind of had the body that they felt they, you know, had always needed and deserved and wanted. And it made them so happy and it made me so happy. And I think those appointments were only 10 minutes. And they were the most rewarding 10 minutes ever. That's amazing. That's that's absolutely amazing. Wow. To change someone's life like that, that's incredible. It's what we do. And it's just, yeah. oh, it fills me up. You know, it's yeah. just awesome. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> now let's go back. What would you say to or tell your younger therapist self? If you had something, what would you tell yourself? Oh, I, I again, am. you would never know. I'm an introverted extrovert. So I'm an extrovert and then I kind of hit my peak and I want to be in a dark room very much alone. So when I was younger, I was more towards the introverted side. Um, 
public speaking's cool and you will enjoy it. <laughs> it's probably the one thing I would tell my younger self because um, I had always been the theatre kid, but I always played the villain. I always wanted to be the most far removed from myself because that was the easiest for me to obviously put, you know, I was the Wicked Witch of the West, put the green, you know, like makeup on. And um, I got to be someone so far from myself, which was the only way I was ever going to be loud or talk in front of a crowd or anything like that. I never thought I would enjoy that as much as I do and talking to people and being in front of people. And um, I think that would probably be the biggest shock to my younger self. Now at parties, I even have people come up to me and go, did you do a speaking course? Did you like do something? I'm like, no, I just, I just do it now. I just bite the bullet and I'm nervous every time I do it, but it's fun and it's exciting. And I think I would tell myself that you have the confidence to do things. Um, I know as an empath and someone that is very, I'm someone that takes everything to heart. So if, if I ever got a client complaint, um, if I ever had someone say to me, oh, you shouldn't have said that, you know, I would stew on it for days and days and days. And I know there are so many therapists out there that are exactly the same because we are givers, we are empaths, we are people that put our energy and our all into people all day, every day. And it's very, very hard sometimes to not take that stuff personally, you know. Um, so for my younger self, I would absolutely say it's okay and let that stuff go. And sometimes it's not about you. And I think that also comes with being older as well. You know, I'm, I'm in my 30s now and I think you get to, you know, over 30 and you go, oh, that stuff doesn't bother me so much anymore. Um, but definitely for my younger self and most beauty therapists out there, try not to take everything to heart. And it's so much easier said than done. Sometimes someone's just having a bad day. Sometimes, you know, you will get those clients that are unreasonable. I mean, I once had a client... Um, want a refund but she didn't want a refund on the price she paid she wanted a refund on what the treatment was worth so she wanted double the money back for something that she didn't pay for so don't take that stuff personally sometimes it's so not about you and I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice for my younger self um, it's almost like looking at a chessboard and focusing on one square. You know, there's a whole array of squares and a whole array of other things that you do with yourself and with your clients that are amazing. So don't focus on the one thing that may not have, have gone right. Yeah, I, I love that. I totally agree with that because I take things to heart too. And it's really, you know, to give that advice to someone, um, you know, if you're listening, please take that advice on board yes. because that's the best advice that um, you could give to someone is to not take it to heart. It's so hard <laughs> as a therapist and a oh, giver. <laughs> it's so, so hard. And you see it all the time and people just melt, you know, yeah. to, to, you know, what people are doing to them and it just changes how they, you know, people have gotten out of the industry because of that. Uh, yeah, they have. Absolutely. It's, it's very hard with customer service and it's nature of the beast and practice makes perfect. You, you won't be able to shake it off just one day magically. It does take time and it takes practice and it takes getting a bit older and a bit wiser to shake it off, but you will, you will. <laughs> My gosh, you've done such a 
have so many things that you've done in this industry, such a varied work history, and it's incredible, all the things that you've achieved thus far, you know. So where do you see the future? Where do you see you going forward? Oh, God. After COVID, I think we can all agree that we want to see a tightening of the industry's belt and a bit more more um, policies, procedures. We want to be more regimented with who does what. Um, And I know you do amazing work now with the ABIC. um, And I definitely think the future of the industry is us becoming more serious. And I think even seeing salons now with booking policies, and I know that's something so simple, but it was something that was never expected of our industry. It was something never expected for our clients. Whereas if you went to a hotel, you're expected to pay a booking deposit. It's just, it's nature of the beast. That's what is standard with a hotel. And even changes like that, that are coming in now, everyone has a booking policy, which you should, we're, we're a service industry. Um, I'm excited to see how the industry will grow and our policies and procedures will fall into place. And on top of that, just the the technology and everything that is going to come out. I mean, Haifu wasn't a thing a couple of years ago, and now it's obviously one of the most popular treatments that we see advertised. Plasma pen is another one. But making sure that it's the right people operating them. I think as an educator, that has always been the biggest eye opener for me when I was in that role is just how relaxed a lot of our rules are. But I'm excited to see that we are now having a, a total mind shift. And I know when I started, I mean, I've been in the industry for 13 years now. When I started, I would tell people what I did for a living and they'd almost giggle. Um, and I'm sure Gay being in the industry for as long as you have, you would know exactly what that's like, having people go, mm, you do facials for a living? How exciting. It's like, no, you have no idea what I do. I change people's lives for a living. <laughs> um, and just seeing our industry become more serious and more well-known and more popular and more sought after and having what we do and the science that we know be taken so seriously. And I was so lucky to work for uh, the Victorian Cosmetic Institute with Dr. Gavin Chan. And I've said this before, where I worked alongside doctors that really understood the value that we brought and the skills that we had. Um, And to see that across the industry now is really exciting. And it's just going to open so many more doors for us as an industry and as therapists and as people Um, and for our clients as well. It's super important that our clients know that they can trust us and the qualifications that we have. And when they're going to get a treatment that they're in, very cared for and safe hands and that for me is probably number one absolutely I think you know so many good points there I think one of them was that we are being respected for what we do in the industry Mm -hmm. um, especially with the medical sector as well they are appreciating our knowledge and and gosh they're working with so many therapists and dermal clinicians now um, because they understand that they can do more for people skin conditions than what the doctor can actually do you know they can can do all these other things but they need someone with skills to be able to treat the skin so yeah I totally agree with you and I think the future is is very exciting ahead with the more technology that comes on board and and not just technology but the active ingredients 
nut. Yes. See, I always forget about the ingredients. I'm <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the changes are inc- absolutely incredible. Where is it going to stop? It's just not going to. It's no. Growing and growing. What I've noticed too is now therapists are getting a little bit more um, serious about when they're doing treatments. They're wanting people to get the best out of the treatments. So, you know, they're really making sure that they're using the correct skincare um, when they're going on these treatment programs, which is fantastic to see because we're actually covering the whole, you know, circle of of treatment, what they're doing at home and making sure that they are getting the best out of everything that we're providing for them. Absolutely. 70%. We need to do it. (laughs) Lashana Shepard, you are amazing. What you give, I'm very, very grateful for being able to be able to work with you and um, the skill sets that you have are incredible what you bring to the industry and not just for myself what you give to everybody out there um, is incredible and it's great to hear your journey and I, I just think you know when we look at your journey what we've heard today is just a very small part of what you're going to give in the future oh, and I'm excited to see where you're going to go and bring to this beautiful industry of ours so I've enjoyed my time with you thank you so much thank Um, you so much oh you are and I I am absolutely delighted and it's with absolute pleasure that I get to be on this podcast with you and work alongside you every every week I absolutely adore it so thank you and thank you for having me on very grateful you have an amazing day thanks Gay (laughs) 